one man, one mission to rid the world of low standard and mediocre acting once and for all. Brian Timoney, the world's leading authority on method acting, brings you powerful, impactful, volcanic acting and business of acting techniques in his special acting podcasts. It's Brian Timoney's World of Acting, Unplugged and Unleashed. Hi, it's Brian Timoney here, and uh, welcome to today's show. And I've got Rob with me. Hello. Hi, Rob. Hi. Um, so, Rob, we are going to talk about um, our worst acting moments. Oh my today. God, are we? So, um, we are going to talk about the moments where you know, basically, the, we wish the ground had opened up and swallowed us right there in the spot because we had entered acting hell for some reason or another. <laughs> it um, happens to everyone at it, some point. It does, it does. It, point, it's inevitable yeah. as an yeah. actor that you're going to, something's going to happen, you're just going to go, what the hell how, You know, went on there. I'll tell you what, when it does happen though, before you carry on, Bri, mm. um, on a more slightly more positive side, when that sort of thing happens, I try not, I try not to invest too much in, into it. I try to say, oh, no, hey, it happened. Be gentle with yourself, Rob. It happened. Let it go. Yeah. But at the time, it's painful. Yeah, you got, time, yeah. you're right. And actually, yeah. sometimes they can be useful. They can be used. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's some there's some things that happen. I'm sure you've got a few stories yeah. that just seem to happen. And you just think, what went on there? Um, so let me tell you my, my first you um, little story here. Uh, do excuse me if I laugh. Though. No, go, go for it. It's, <laughs> it's sort of laughable. <coughs> I was doing... It was a, it was a Shakespeare production. And um, I was... Uh, it was much ado about nothing. And there was this scene where I was on stage with three other blogs and we had to come off stage. And as we came off stage, it kind of went dark. And then I had to come, I had to do a quick change and come back on stage. And actually, when I was coming back on stage, I was coming back on as a friar. I was going to marry, um, you know, two characters. And as I was coming off um, playing one character and I had this sort of helmet which was like a, <coughs> a real wooden helmet right? pointy yeah. wooden helmet yeah. but it was like real you know I mean you could bounce it off all the walls and it, it would still be in perfect condition right and um, as I was coming off I took the, the hat off my head and the woman that was playing the character who was going to get married as in she's in the full white wedding dress and everything I took the, the hat off and, and as she walked straight into into me <laughs> as I was taking the hat off right so basically I, I conked her right in the, the, the middle of the head right on the noggin with this with this hat helmet <laughs> I've right? got a similar one right? yeah. so and and you know when you've done something you go Oh my God! What what have I done? Because you could, I could really hear the noise. You know, and I thought this this is this isn't going to look pretty. You didn't knock her out, did you? No, no, she no, was no. she didn't. Thank God, she would she didn't actually faint or anything like that. But she she walked on. She was a bit dazed, and this is all in the dark as well because you couldn't really <laughs> see what the hell was going on. Yeah. And um, she's going, I'm okay, I'm okay, and she went back. She went on, and and then I went and did the change, and I came back on stage, and I'm not kidding you, I was. I really, it was one of those situations where I, I wanted to cry with laughter, but also wanted to just. I, I, I was so shocked that what I saw was like I went, you know, what? it was just what terrible. Did she tell me what? Well, she, I, there was this huge purple <laughs> lump. <laughs> I mean, it was massive. It was yeah. like just materialized instantly. It's like a second so, head. Honestly, it was like massive in the middle. It was right in the middle of her forehead, and oh. it was just huge. It was just big, massive. Um, purple lump 
And of course, this is her wedding day, supposed to be on the, you know, on this. Oh my god! And she didn't have that lump before, you know. And um, and I had to do this whole scene, you know, looking at her, you know, looking at the lump, and um, and had to get through it. Um, and like I say, at the time it wasn't really, it wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't find that amusing actually at the time. Oh, it was more horrific, and and actually, you know, concerned that she was all right. Were there murmurs in the audience? There was a, one or two murmurs. They were mm. going, "What's you know, what's happened?" Mm. And um, but anyway, we came off, and she was cool about it. It was one of those things. But I have to admit, that was the longest scene of my life on yeah. stage. She was having to get through that scene. Oh, I think you're making much ado about nothing, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mean, pr- probably. No, but uh, oh no, but well, what terrible! Yeah, that was that was an unfortunate accident. I mean, I think one of mine is was um, we were talking in our last podcast about uh, uh, memorization and remembering lines and things like that. So I was doing a, a play by uh, oh one of my favourite playwrights, Joe Orton. Hmm. And the play was uh, a play called Ruffy and On the Stair. And I was playing a character called Wilson, uh, who was the ruffian on yeah. the stair. And um, I, don't, I don't know, we were, we, we were in a theatre in Birmingham, this was. Um, not the Birmingham rep, but some other theatre in Birmingham. And we were in the middle of the scene, and, and, and the girl that was playing opposite me were doing this scene, having tea. And I just, I don't know what caused it, I don't know what, how it happened... I totally forgot not only all of my lines, I didn't even know what play I was in. <laughs> I didn't even know where I was, what play. I don't know. Oh, I it's did, a horrible experience. I had a though. total mind blank. And I was looking at the girl and I think, what, what the am I doing here? What, what, what is this? And I just, my lines had gone and she must have seen in my eyes, help, help me. Yeah, and she didn't do a blooming thing. She just, she just sat there looking at me, waiting for me to say the line. Really, that was. No, she must have known what my next line was. Why couldn't she have said something? You well, know, but you know what I do now. No. I had that same experience. Mm. It was in a Greek tragedy, and you know how in Greek tragedies you've got these huge speeches, yeah. and I got to the start of one, and I just went completely blank. Yeah, and so what? <laughs> <laughs> so what I did was I sent sent up an acting flair, which is basically the guy that was you know working opposite. I started to make up some lines, a few lines basically yeah. that weren't in the script. So to Probably make it clear, him. could it? Did it throw him? No, it didn't actually. He 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 understood that yeah. I had dried and then had um, hadn't you know ploughed on with the rest of the text and we picked it up. He brought you, yeah. um, but that that was really unkind what she did. Um, in yeah, case. I mean she must have known that that she she could have just prompted me, just prompted me. You know no, what? I, I, I don't know why I, some actors do that. I've experienced this. Actually, one of my other moments is is concerned with this sort of thing. I was about was, five minutes, by the way. I was literally about five minutes. I was going through the lines from the. Eventually, I thought I'm, it's roughly on the stair I'm doing, and I went back to any line that I remembered and went through it all, went through it all, and then I got there and ah, that's it. And then yeah. I said the line after yeah, about five yeah. minutes. But there was this really awkward silence for yeah. a long time. Which it f- on stage yeah. feels like it five felt- minutes feels like it may as well be like five hour. hours. Yeah. I know. Sorry, um, I interrupted you. No, yeah. it's. Um, I don't know why. I think some actors might do that because they want to feel um, in some way that they're better or there's some sort of ego trip involved because there's no other explanation for it because really you should be there to help each other out. If something goes wrong... You know, I would hope that my fellow actor would help me and vice versa. Well, if I was less benevolent, I would have thought she was enjoying it. 
the fact that I was I'd fluffed. Yeah. But you know, perhaps she wasn't. Bless her. She was perhaps she was just a little bit nervous about the fact and all that. Well, there's some sometimes I've seen this happen. They think, well, it's not my line. It's you know, it's up to you to find your line. It's not my problem. And it's yeah. like, well, but which is not a professional attitude, in my opinion. Which brings me on to one of my no help help each other. Well, this wasn't a really bad experience particularly, but it was it was uncomfortable. But what happened was I was in an audition and we were you know going through this script and the, it was an actress that I'm working with in the audition and I had basically fluffed one of the lines or I missed a line big deal right Yeah. Uh, she stopped the whole audition made a big deal of it you know and going oh uh, you've missed a line you've missed a line I went oh okay. thank you for telling me I yeah. said in front of the director and everything yeah. thanks very much so anyway we stopped and I went okay so and the director went okay let's go from the top I went okay and but at that moment, I thought, I was thinking, why the hell did she do that? And and then I started to get into where am I right now, as you know, which uh. is like trying to get into... Um, when something goes wrong, I think you should ask yourself that question because it sometimes can help bring something to it. And I, I was actually getting... Re- I was really angry with her for doing that. And as it happened, the, the scene was about... Inter- I was playing a police inspector interrogating a suspect. So... I really started to, you know, interrogate yeah. her. You know, I channeled that, that anger words. into it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it can be useful, Wrong but um, yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. You, yeah. No, I think that is a good expression. Hit, hit somebody with your words because sometimes you can take physical action, but you can hit somebody verbally with what you've got to say, you know, mm. to them. Um, so I don't think it is a bad. So expression. you get back to the positive, and it informs the way you're going to. Well, in, in, not not informs the way you you've decided to do it, but it just happens naturally, and it, it, it's. You know where yeah. it is, Rob. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, in, in kung fu, they've got this uh, concept that um, when somebody attacks you, that it's not about creating new energy to try and fend that person off. That you should take the energy of the person who's doing the attacking, and and basically give that energy back to them. It's basically like reflecting the energy away from yourself back to them so that you stay that balanced concept. and you're yeah. not take you're not having to, you know, take it on board. And I think that is quite interesting because like when something like that happens, it's about going how can I? How could I possibly use this? How can mm. I d- redirect it in a mm. way that it becomes useful? Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, to re- redirecting energy and, um, and 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 changing a negative into a positive. That's right. I understand that concept. That's a good one. It's something I've been thinking a lot about actually, and it it, it ties in with um, with some other stuff I'm w- working on at the moment. Um, which we will do a podcast on about about the the uh, the other thing we were talking about. Yes, um, but, yes, but, 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 we'll but, come uh, back to that. But, yeah, but but, but, but but it all ties in with that. One of my other um, terrifying moments, terrifying yeah, on stage, um, was uh, somebody was due to uh, on a cue line that I gave. Somebody was due to make an entrance, and um, and then the scene would continue. They never showed. They. They, Funny, I had, they, I've had that experience. They just too. didn't come on stage. Yeah. They, 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 they'd missed their cue. They were still sitting in the dressing room smoking or whatever they're doing, and uh, and so it, I'm left on stage alone, and, um, and and they're supposed to be coming on. What did you do? What about? Well, I just um, busied myself with activity. I, I sort of uh, sat down. I, I started. It was, and fortunately, the scene was in uh, the room that I lived in, and yeah. so I started tidying up. I just started. To, I didn't speak to myself or do some made-up soliloquy or something. I just started tidying up and sat down and 
Yeah. yeah. Well, you st- you, you, you're what, basically, what can you do? You just live, got to basically I, I, live in the room, right? I lived in my space. That's yeah. what I did. Um, it's like, uh, I forget what you call the exercise now. Is, is it called... Um, private moment. Pri- private, yeah. Yeah. I did, I did private moment. Um, isn't private moment where you do something that's a little bit embarrassing and hard? Well, but, but, yeah. But, 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 but private moment was something that you'd yeah, stop yeah, doing yeah. if somebody walked into the room. That's but, it, um, yeah. but in a way, you know, being alone as a character on stage, yeah, doing yeah. something they would do it is while like they're alone moment, is, yeah, like, is similar. Um, so that's what I did. But the, uh, and, and as you say, it, it felt like an hour, but it was probably two minutes. Hmm. You know. But the main thing is not to panic and, yeah. and basically to... You know, it's this situation is not going to last forever. Somehow, it's going to resolve itself. <laughs> exactly. You know, like but, most um, things in life. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, Time uh, passes. Yeah. So, um, here's another one for you, Rob. Go on. Then. Um, in an addition, once, um, I, I very well. I went into it was for the bill. I don't know if you remember the bill years bill? ago. You remember the bill? Um, the program. Oh, the, are you saying bill or bell? Bill, B I L L. Oh yeah, I was in the bell. Mascotish accent. Um, mm. Actually, if I was really to go full Glaswegian on it, it'd be a bow. But we won't go any of that. So no, anyway, don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> save that for another podcast. Yeah, so the, the well, bell. That, uh, that's the other soap opera I did. Actually, I did do that. One. Yeah, that was well, there you go. Yeah, it was really yeah, a soap. Yeah. 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 So um, and I went in for this edition and. Um, you know, I just read it in my normal accent, and I did a great job in it, if I do say so myself. Mm-hmm. And then we got to the end of the, the the read, and then they had a look down my CV, and I went, oh, Cockney, you can do Cockney. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> Go now, on, man, I'd love to hear your yeah. Cockney. Yeah. All right, mate. Yeah. Um, so, Dick yeah, Dick, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... I basically went, okay, so I've got it on the CV. I've got to go through with it, right? Yeah. So I did the worst Dick Van Dyke you could ever imagine through this. I, I mean, I really wish the the, the, <laughs> the the grind could open up and we got to the end of it. We all just looked at each other, right? And um, But I've, I learned a very valuable lesson that I never did again, which was never put anything on your CV that you're not willing to do in the audition room. Or that you can't do. <clears throat> yeah, mm. um, because you can be called on it in that moment and you've got to be able to deliver if you can't then you're going to it's going to reveal itself pretty and, that, quickly. That, and, and, and yes and also if you've got the job for, and i think we covered this in a previous podcast for example i know somebody that um, has got in his cv rides a horse yeah he, he doesn't ride a horse i know him he doesn't ride a horse and i've told him so you mustn't put that on your cv because if you get a job where you've got to ride a horse in some period piece or something number one it's unfair to the horse if you if if you can't ride it, and number two, it's unfair to the everyone there, and you'll you'll be sacked. Yeah, you know, and you're doing yourself no favors because no. the casting director gets it in the ear, you know, from uh, later on from the director. So it's you know you, and they're not going to train you on the job. Let me put it that way. You're you're getting employed no. because you can do it, or you're meant to be able to do it. Yeah, there the probably would be a, 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 an equestrian uh, riding instructor there. If if but, but yeah. yeah, but you know, if if you put it on your seat, you're right. Long story short, if you put it on your CV, make sure you can do it. Should be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, but a, 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 acting hell, uh, I mean, you know, if if anyone does go through um, a hellish moment, I mean, I, I would say don't, you know, don't invest too much into it. It's It will pass, as you said, and uh, it's gone and learn from it if you can. And, and actually, a part of the process of being an actor, because... 
the more things that you do, I can guarantee you the more of these situations will occur. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? It's like Absolutely. the more work you do, the more it's inevitable that you're going to have moments where things go wrong or just things happen. And, you, you know, so... It, it's actually a good sign to have plenty plenty to talk about in that regard because if you've been doing this a while, you will have, the, the inevitably, nearly in every job I've done, there's been something that's happened. Some, somebody's had an experience where something's went wrong. Um, but that's part and parcel of doing the job. Yeah, know? that's right, yeah. Uh, yeah, there was one more. Um, you, you mentioned about the taking the helmet off and, 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 mm. and, and clonking the, the girl on the head. Yeah. With this, um, a long time ago now, I don't know, ages ago, I, I, I did the classic series of Doctor Who with Tom Baker, and I, I was I was wearing a, a helmet of some sort, and I don't know why he did it. There was some guy, he, he was one of the extras on it. Uh, yeah. we, we, we'd been having a little bit of a, a chat. He was he seemed to be quite a funny, friendly sort of guy. We'd been having a bit of a chat, and so he thought that it would be funny if he'd got this great big sword and whacked me across the head with it um, while I'm wearing a helmet. He, when we weren't filming, just in between yeah, filming, yeah, yeah. Mucking, about. He, mucking about, and he thought that would be funny if he whacked me across mm. Well, he nearly knocked me clean out, spark out, and we were, we, we were going to have to go and uh, do a scene, um, you know, three minutes later. And he nearly, so it was nearly a, a proper heavy sword? Oh, um, it, it wasn't a proper metal sword. It was... Um, it, it was metal, but it was it wasn't sharp. It yeah, wasn't, yeah. you know, it was. No, it was, but I mean, it's it like was a prop. So, oh, yeah, it was, it was a heavy, heavy, heavy oh, yeah, enough heavy to one. cause a bit of damage. Yeah, yeah and he, he, I don't know what got into him. He just thought it'd be quite funny to whack me across the bonds, even though I had a helmet on, so it didn't actually cause me any damage. Yeah, but it uh, it it stunned me somewhat, um, and I actually saw the humour in it, to be honest, and and sort you know. I, Forgave him immediately, sort of thing, because it was, it was a bit of boisterous humour yeah. going on anyway. Which can happen. But, it's funny. You yeah. remind me of a, a time where I was in this show, um, and it was like the last days in Hitler's bunker or whatever, and yeah. we all had guns, you know, like fake guns. Yeah. And um, and I remember being given a gun, and um, you know, mucking about with some of the other actors, and I, I, I pointed the gun at this Ooh. this actor, mm. and. Um, he didn't like it too much. No. And uh, even though it was a fake gun. Yeah. Um, but some people, you need to be very careful with props, especially weapons that are props that you don't... Because people can really freak out about say, the, the usage of, of weapons. Mm. Um, That's right. Even though they're fake, it's still... They're symbols, aren't they, in a way? I mean, the armourer, there would have been an armourer there that gave you those uh, reproduction weapons. Or maybe they weren't reproduction. Maybe they were practical weapons, but just with the barrel closed off. Mm. and unloaded you know very often that's the case but the armor sh should have still come up and he probably did and explained to you how the gun work and he, he should have told you don't point this at anyone even if it's unloaded even, never point a gun at anyone mm. and so um but but you did it in in in, in a kind of a I was young and in stupid, a kind of a joke you know and you, you basically learn these things he was an older yeah. actor and he just uh you know, and I was, it was actually, I think it was yeah. my first professional job. And, yeah. um, you know, I thought, that was a good start. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you live and learn. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but, you know, he hellish uh, acting hell is funny in retrospect. It is and, now, yeah, yeah. It's funny in retrospect. And uh, it, it, you know what, it's, 
it doesn't matter that much. And actors love you know? these stories, yeah. don't you? You're like, you, you, there's yeah. nothing better than getting your, your war stories out and going, oh, this happened. Yeah. And um, I guess it's just part and parcel of doing the job. Yeah. So there we go, Rob. Any any final thought on acting hell? Um, well, avoid it if you can, I suppose. Is the <laughs> is, yeah, avoid is, it all, is, guys. Is, is the maxim? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, avoid it. But well, don't. Well, the other thing I would say is, um, if if it hams, don't panic, and if you can, try and use it. You know, whether it be trying to internalise the the emotional experience of it, or there's some sort of physical way that you can um, can use that experience, you know, to enhance what you're doing. That's in, in the scene with the absolutely, yeah, yeah, use it absolutely, yeah, and that 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 can be done. Um, you know, and if it's if, if if something happens when you're filming, provided it's not a soap opera, if something happens when you're filming, then they can always say, okay, cut, do it again. Yeah, we'll do indeed. It again. And so indeed. it's not so bad if you're filming, unless it's a soap opera, in which case they're not going to be too, that thrilled with you. No. Because there's no time. But no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's another story. Yeah. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of today's show. Um, uh, and I look forward to talking again on the next one. Very soon, I hope. You've been listening to Brian Timoney's World of Acting. For a full transcript of today's show, go to www.worldofacting.com. We'll see you next time.